It's all screwed up out there, man. But you don't need me to tell you that. You already know. Welcome to Deep Americana. Hello, I'm Ray Carney. I'll be interviewing Dylan Mears over the effects of sobriety and how he started his dystopian future. Um, and so Dylan, uh, you want to tell us about your, your experience uh, and what being clean or sober has done for you? Uh, well, uh, yeah, for a long time, I, I didn't listen to, like, anybody because uh, I, I knew better than everybody. Right. I come to find out I, uh, I don't know better than everybody. <laughs> right. Is that helping you out today, or I mean, how do you feel about oh, all this? I'm a homeowner, a fucking reliable, fucking productive member of society. You know, I vote. Right. <laughs> uh, and you know, considering you know, I spent like 15 years living in burnout buildings and sleeping in abandoned fucking cars. You know. Yeah. I think I'm I'm doing pretty well. I'm married, got a nice wife. Congratulations. <laughs> That's like really, really uh, good. Good to hear with things of that nature. Um, so let me let me pitch this at you. This idea. Um, how how do you feel? And I know you're someone who would know. How do you feel about like hallucinogens and mental illness? What do you think about that? Uh, well, I mean, frankly, I, I I I don't see that there's as much of a causal relationship between them as 
the establishment would like you to think. It's kind of the opposite. You well, know, yeah, well, well, no, what do, what do you think about, like, them... It's just shown that, uh, and my personal research right. for me showed that, uh, you know, uh, the hallucinogenics have a positive effect on a lot of mental illness. Right. Right. Um, I, I can tell you now. Yeah, of course, but, you know, I mean, for, for me personally, you know, when I would start to spiral into fucking like six month long depressions, you know, nothing would, nothing would bring me out of it except for, you know, massive amounts of fucking mushrooms. Yeah. You know? Right. I, I think that's something I think right now that is a huge positive that's going on, at least in uh, Denver, in Colorado, is mushrooms are decriminalized. Um, yeah. I'll well, tell purposes i mean that's amazing because you know that that opens up the door for for you know like for for actual scientific studies to be done on the efficacy of it you know like right. you know because mushrooms are already being used as a treatment for cluster headaches and yeah you know, i suffer from those bad you know oh, i have wow. to take goddamn daily medication right my vision turn yellow oh wow and, you know if i could if i could just you know go on the trip once a month instead of you know my vision turning yellow just have it turn kaleidoscope once a month right i'd, I'd be a lot happier with things and, and it's cheaper yeah yeah it is well let's like out, out here it's decriminalized you can actually grow your own stuff it's pretty it's pretty nuts there's actually therapists made for the headaches <laughs> yeah. i think that's probably got a lot to do with why it's still illegal Oh yeah, well, and I'm sure you know too. Like any drug laws we have are like super associated to minorities. I mean, all every one of them is was and made legal. Go back to morality. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's kind of crazy. So. In, in like in your community where you're at, what what effects are you seeing of this like coronavirus? Like, you know, are you stockpiled with toilet paper? I mean, what's not more than normal. I mean, right. we didn't we didn't go all crazy on that sort of thing because I'm already the kind of person that I I kind of grew up out in the country, so you know, if you're not prepared for a couple of weeks of having the power out, you know, you're you're not playing smart. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, my wife looks at me funny when I come back from the store with a bag of beans and rice for no reason, but because we've already got three, but you know, I eat beans and rice and they keep forever. Right. Me and Mark Wolford, I don't know, 25 years ago. Yeah. We used to get drunk and like, uh, try to piss people, piss off the ideas in people's heads. Right. We got a social engineering experiment that we did for a few years. Yeah, and uh, if someone was irritating, we tried to get the irritating gone, right? Right. If if the person went with the irritating, hey, that's fine. (laughs) And so, uh, uh, I've carried that on. Originally called alcoholic terrorism was the name of our religion, and uh, you know it's a I consider it to be an offshoot of Discordianism, you know. Right. And, uh, uh, 
Get this damn mic. Um, is there any way I could get you to retrace the Discordian Society idea? puts it out there, I feel like our media especially only plays to emotional heartstrings so they can get ratings, you know? Right. Well, you're hearing people repeat what you're saying. 
right. It's a loop, you know, it's, it's just a feedback loop that keeps going until it, it gets amplified. And I mean, you see this in, in mob mentality as far back as we have records of people. Right. It's, it's, it's dangerous. People in large groups are dangerous. Super, super dangerous. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's kind of like people in large groups, especially like if you like there are studies and I don't know, I don't have the super specifics to it, but on like traffic being alive and how we react to each other while we're driving. And that's, you know, everyone's going one direction generally. Right now, go back to like mob mentality. Right. Everyone's going one direction and it, it almost becomes like this mastermind thing to where it's its own entity controlling something, which would be mass hysteria, you know? Well, I mean, if, if then, you know, like the, the, the confidence level versus the competence level, you know, the Dunning-Kruger effect, you know, has, right. has a, a lot to do with, you know, like like how we operate in, in groups, you know, how, how, how the, the volume of stupid people you know, tends to, to lead the group, you know, because there's just fucking more of them. Right. You know, like, like George Carlin said, you, you think about how dumb the average person is, you know, and then you do the math, and, and that's average. Most of them, half of them are dumber than that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right, right. And it, I, I think... I mean, uh, you, look at, you look at video of traffic, un, completely unregulated traffic in, say, rural India. Right. You know, of that in Kansas is because they're generally all straight roadways as I've traveled more throughout mountains and things of that nature um, it, it just I feel like if you've never left a certain place you just, you're just not adjusted to different variables coming into play but yeah you should see what happens when they put in a roundabout people just lose their minds it's beautiful <laughs> yeah oh yeah it's 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 uh, it's wild. This wild stuff with, with that. The uh, so, how do you feel about how our media and government handled the coronavirus? Oh, it's it's been a, a colossal failure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Large proportions. That's. I mean, the math on it is just fucking terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's real terrifying. Yeah, it, it appears we have a, a super serious problem, you know, like, especially with, if you look at China, how many deaths do they have? How many people have that, do you know? Uh, I'm, I'm thinking it's in the 3,000 range, but I could be. 
And you, you know what's crazy to me about it is that we're they're like in Asia and China particularly people are so tightly packed together, right? There's just so many people per area. You you get over here and we have big populations, but I don't think we have. But the government also has more control over there. So when when the government shuts things down, things are shut down. I mean, like right. the satellite images of. can't rule something if there's nobody underneath you to rule yeah and and here it's like well fuck it we'll make a buck off you when you're dead too (laughs) (laughs) right pretty pretty much like one one of the things that that i kind of i think and i hope is is kind of happening is it's like politically i see just tons of dissension no matter what side of the what, what right or left wing uh you're on it seems like people are at each other's throats, um, and and I think and I hope that people realize that this sickness is a lot bigger than than having a side or an ism or something like that to be good to each other. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, to some extent, it is doing that, but I mean, that's that's mainly the older you get, right? The older people that you look at, the younger And that's what's even more terrifying is because you can go to the bar, you can be a carrier of the stuff and maybe not even know you have it. So it's, it's, uh, it's, oh man, it's, it's a, it's a mess there. Yeah. Well, I mean, but I mean, there's, you know, there, there is this, this generational divide where like, you know, the, 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 the baby boomers, you know, for all these years have been, you know, really walking around with a stick up their ass about how we're the greatest generation, you know? Right. And by God, you should be able to, I worked at McDonald's for, you know, part time and paid my way through college. Why can't you just pull yourself up by the bootstraps, you whippersnappers? Which is impossible. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's 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 pretty crazy like mentalities it's you know i've seen places raise minimum wage to 15 dollars an hour and i'm sure that's going to help but i think minimum wage should probably be 20 or 25 dollars an hour you know i just we're, we're... Well, it depends on where you're at but yeah, right. it should be a lot higher i mean you know if, if minimum wage was tied to productivity it'd, it'd be an average of like 27 i think it is yeah Right. Because, you know, automation and, you know, things getting easier, you know, we've designed better and better ways of doing things. Right. One person can do more and more stuff, but all that means is, you know, the the big boss man 
and just hires less people. Right. Well, yeah, and that's something that's kind of scary right now too. Is that you know we don't have the highest pay a lot at a lot of jobs, and we have a lot of jobs going away. We have a school system that's not educating people towards technology. You know, I, I mean, it's right, right. It's it. I feel like it. Uh, it, it almost seems like it's set up to fail in a way. I feel like these are things. I don't know. How would you change this stuff, Dylan? Uh, well, with, with, with any suggestion that can be made, the, the first requirement for all of them to actually work is get money out of politics. Right. All, all elections have to be publicly funded with taxpayer money, and everything's got to be completely above board. Nobody can get any fucking money from any private sources at all, period, ever, uh, on penalty of fucking prison. Right. You know, and not like six months. Like, fucking lock those right. bastards up until their term would be out. Right. Well, like, so so basically get rid of the lobbyists, you know? Not just the lobbyists. I mean, get rid get, of... Because the whole... The whole idea of giving money to a candidate for anybody, not just for a lobbyist, you know, for, for a super PAC or for a private citizen is to buy influence. Right. And if, if we if we want to say that we hold the moral high ground and we have the best democracy in the world, then we cannot have the fucking appearance of it being for sale. Right. Yeah. You know? And and it's not just the appearance of it being for sale, it's the actuality of it. Yeah, that's what that's what it is, you know. And, and, and that, we, unless we do that, and until we do that, you know, none of the solutions that will actually work can actually get passed. Right. You know, I mean, it's, it's great to talk about what could fucking work, but, right. you know, the solutions are going to change as the problems change. You know, modern problems are our modern solutions, and those... Solutions will always be changing, but until we get that one block out of the way, we'll never have representatives who actually represent the people that they're supposed to represent. And without that, they're only going to represent the people who put them in office, which is the guys who gave them money. Which is totally not what it's about at all. It shouldn't be. (laughs) Right, right. How do, how do you get to those points, though, you know? like how do you... I mean, the first thing is you, you need somebody to, to get in office who can bring a lot of other people in underneath them that can actually get a vote to make it happen. You know, I mean, until, you know, until, we, until we can get somebody like a Sanders or somebody who's actually reform-minded on the top of the ticket, they're not going to bring along people at lower down on the ticket who are actually working to make changes. Right. That you makes know? a lot of sense. And, you know, I mean, if Joe Biden gets the nomination for the Democratic Party, well, nothing's going to change. No, for, I don't think it is at all. Nothing's going to change. Yeah. It might not get worse as fast as it is now, but it's not going to get better. Right. You know? So, let me ask you this, because I've noticed, like, there, it's like, you know, with the political stuff going on, 
we look out, right? We look out over here, and it's like we're in the, the fucking Cold War again, and people are afraid of socialism. Um, so, and I'm sure you know, can you, can, do you want to, uh, can you tell me about some social things we have in our society right now? Yeah, dude, fire department, police department. Yeah, the fire trucks. Uh, welfare. If my neighbor's house catches on fire, there's a number I can call for free, and somebody comes and puts out the fire and doesn't send him a bill. And that's yeah. called socialism. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Um, my neighbor's house got broken into, and there was, I picked up the phone and I called somebody, and they came and looked at the house, you know? Like, yeah. They, they drove around looking for the guys who broke into it, you know? Right. to see like discussions a lot of times about socialism like we're in like cold war right Nothing at all in, in insurance. You know? You know, he's like, he's like, well, I don't, I don't need, I don't need fucking socialized health care. I've got the VA and TRICARE. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. And see, this goes back to what we were talking about before, is people, they, they don't understand what, what we have here in America. They don't, they don't understand that there is socialized things here. And granted, some of these things are a little screwed up and work in different ways, but the, to me, the best example is the damn fire department, you know? Yeah, local stuff. You know, yeah. I, don't, I, don't have to, I don't have to go out and fix the fucking road out in front of my house. Right. Somebody comes along and does that. Right. Right. You know, if I had to spend all my time going out and fixing the fucking roads that I don't <laughs> want to get to work, I'd never make it too fucking work. <laughs> right. It's, yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. I, I, I hope a lot of these things are, are able to change with that. But yeah, I think we've covered about everything that would be so. The big thing that'll make a difference, the only thing that'll make a difference is if our representatives represent us. Right. You know? And, and the only way that that'll happen is if we get money out of politics completely. Yeah. Barring that, Barring that, nothing's going to significantly change. Correct, I think. Yeah, I, I, that's, that's what I see right now is there's too many personal agendas within our government and there's too much money to be made for people not to make it. I don't feel it's a conspiracy. I feel it's human nature as greed, you know? Well, 
it's, you know, I mean, there's, there's like, a conspiracy is a thing that a very small number of people are in on. Right. This, this is not a conspiracy. This is a consensus. Okay. There are a lot of people in on this, and they're all in it for the buck, you know? Right. This, this isn't about, you know, this isn't about, like, hey, we can't get caught. This is about, hey, we can't go broke. <laughs> right. Which is, which is not what it should be about, you know. Well, like, and I mean, like, you know, if we were to audit the military and do an actual audit of the military and cut the military budget by fifteen percent, uh huh, that would pay for that would pay enough to not only take care of this whole fucking pandemic thing, put everybody on fucking twelve weeks of fucking paid leave. Right. But I we could stay home for three months and let this fucking thing blow over. Right. That that would pay for that would pay for free school for everybody, wipe out student debt, right. and, and fucking and put a dent in Medicare for all. That yeah, that would be that would actually be fucking amazing. But the problem with that is, you know, like I, I I'm in the construction trades. Right. And uh, you know, like I do some work on VA systems. And a lot of it, it's it's needed, you know, but the VA doesn't mind cost overruns near as much as they should. Like they should, they should really monitor stuff more, mm-hmm. you know. And but the thing is, like they'll they'll come in and remodel a building that was done fucking five years ago, ten years ago, you know, with material that'll last for thirty years. You know, it's it doesn't need done, you know, but they, they have so much money in their budget, and if they don't spend it, that budget gets cut the next year. Oh, wow. So they have to keep, they have to keep increasing their budget. All government offices have fucking a room that is full of fucking supplies, toilet paper, fucking coffee, <laughs> you know. Right. Just, general supplies they have an overstock of that shit because they have to it's 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 what they have to do to keep their numbers up so that they don't lose money the next year and all government offices do that from the state level all the way through the fed you know and and that that's the kind of you know graft basically that you know we could cut out and not hurt military preparedness because you know I I'm not a fan of the military. Right. I don't think that violence should be our first resort. No. I think I think having it as a last resort should be an option that we keep. Yeah. You know? No, that would be that would be way more phenomenal, and I imagine if we <laughs> we worked at things that way, you know, we would be able to influence other cultures to work things that way too. That's the sad thing of it. You know, I, I also I'm also of the opinion that you know like. Uh, if you really want to see things change, not just uh, not just fucking get money out of politics, but reinstitute the draft. Really? Okay. Get everybody skin in the game again. No exceptions. Oh right, yeah. Muhammad like Elvis was in the draft, right? You know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Huh? Okay. Everybody skin in the game. Fucking bar none. Right. Yeah. Age exemption? Sure. You missing a foot? Sure. But 
motherfucker. Your number comes up. You can be on the phone with no foot. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. There's jobs that need a motherfucker on the phone. You can be on the phone with no foot. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, right on. I think we're good on, on this, Dylan. Right on, man. Uh, and I didn't even have to talk about aliens. <laughs> <laughs> man, well, do you want to talk about aliens? It's okay. Well, if you're, you, from, you're from the Cali County area, yeah. Yeah. Oh you yeah. Know they're, they're, I I don't know how how pervasive they are now, but back in the seventies and eighties, there were there were a lot of UFOs flying around. The, the, the what's called the Green Country Window is just south of Park City. Okay. Yeah, it's like uh, kind of a hot spot for bizarre stuff. Are you serious? Is it kind of by the border? Uh, it's, it's if you, you have the hills that are east of Oak City. I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. When you follow those hills down towards Oklahoma, that area is the green country window. That there, from those hills... Off to the east to the uh, Arkansas border. Okay. But yeah, there's like all kinds of like cryptids and stuff that are spotted there. Like the skunk ape. You ever heard of the skunk ape of northern Oklahoma? Interesting. You know, uh, I was I was following along the back roads, like right as you like from Ark City. You know, all the dirt roads that'll take you right into Newkirk. Yeah. And at oh, one one. No, but that's happened to me before in those those areas. No, the uh, the skunk ape thing, and it just occurred to me now. But I, I come across where there's a paved road right before you get to that the border. I'm pretty sure, and I, I saw this gorilla crossing sign, and I never could figure out what it was for. And I bet that's exactly what it's talking about. Did you? It was young. Mm -hmm. It had to been young. I mean, it was, you know, I was about, I don't know, five and a half, six foot tall. Oh, wow. And long ass hair. The hair on the back of its arms was probably about six inches long, and it was running behind me. I was running. Oh, wow. It was running, chasing me. looked like it was having a great time. (laughs) I remember looking back over my shoulder and just seeing that hair just flying off of the underside of its arm like like a old lady's fucking arm fat only it was all hair <laughs> just the damnedest thing i bet man i know now at the nature center and i never ran into much of anything there that there have been a few sightings there see my thinking my thinking is that sorry this whole room tobacco has got a little bite to it oh, okay my thinking is that uh Sasquatch up north is the skunk ape down south. They right. Just, they migrate through the Flint Hills. Well, you, right. You, you want, let me throw this idea at you. And I, I don't know. 
how much validity there is to this. Um, but I feel like a lot of our, what we would call, like, I guess kind of like, not mythological, but our myths, right? And I don't think these are myths, like UFOs, alien or aliens, UFOs, Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, and the list goes on. I was doing a research, I had an idea for graphic novel at one point, that all of these beings are from a different dimension. And I started doing some UFO research, and I think it was Linda Moulton Howe. It's, it's, it's scary. You know, the, the, the way that, uh, you know, like with your other various cryptids, you know, your, your Sasquatch, your Yeti, your, yeah. your, uh, your skunk ape, your, you know, your, your, your Loch Ness monster and the other big lake monsters, you know, that are, uh, occasionally spotted. There's a couple of lakes in the United States, big deep lakes that, that have, you know, allegedly some kind of big monsters in them. Right. Those ones, those ones could actually be real things, but you know, the there are some some bizarre connections between what we currently call UFOs and what people used to call fairies. Right. No, I I know round about what you're talking about there. Well, and and the fairies are the fae are you know supposed to be like a a a, a kind of critter that lives in another world alongside this world. Right. And comes comes out and steals children, you know? Right. Well, shit, that's what... I don't... I'm not for sure if they're aliens or not, but that's what those fuckers did, whatever the fuck they are. <laughs> that's what I was gonna... I was gonna say, it's pretty interesting, but there's, like, at cattle mutilation sightings, there is a lot of Bigfoot sightings before those cattle mutilations happen. And I don't know how valid all that is, but almost like the stuff works in tandem. Have you ever heard of Skinwalker Ranch? Uh, I've heard of it, but I've never looked into it. But, I mean, going back, you know, I, I've been researching UFOs my whole life because, you know, I, I started seeing them when I was a fucking infant. Right. You know, I've been, I'd see them every other year. You know, my grades every other year. I, you know, years that, grades that ended in an odd number, I did fucking excellent. You know, I'm, I'm a 99.99th percentile of the population, got an IQ of 146, you know. Right. I'm, I'm not fucking stupid, you know, but even numbered years, I was flunking out, you know, because every fucking summer between, I, you know, every other summer, I see these fucking lights in the middle of the night and wake up climbing a fucking tree to the side of the house trying to get in the house and be locked from the inside, you know? Mm-hmm. I have a dream where I was floating through the ceiling and then presto changeo, I'd be on the roof trying to get in the fucking house, you know? How? Well, how how do you cover with sap from the tree outside? Right. How do you feel about that? Like a month. Yeah. What what do you how do you feel about that? What do you think was you know these aliens are trying to achieve through abducting you? Well, for one, I don't know if they're aliens or or not. I don't know. Right. You know, and I I don't know what they're trying to achieve. Uh, All I do know is you know they you know people think that. I hear people all the time say, I wish I could see a UFO, and I'm like, no, you don't, man. <laughs> yeah. 
there's physical and psychological trauma that goes along with it. But right. you know, the, the worst part is knowing that, you know, everything that they're trying to teach you about the world around you is tiny and bullshit. <laughs> like, I, I, I grew up not fitting into the world around me because it, that the world made no sense. That's part of why I got into doing so much drugs when I was younger was, you know, all drugs will make you crazy. You know, like, I'm already fucking crazy. You know? Right. <laughs> Well, it was, it was probably a coping mechanism for fucking shit that was happening to you, like abductions and things of that nature, man. Well, I mean, PTSD is, you know, it's, it's rough, you know? I, mean, I, I know. I, I have fucking night sweats now. Right. I haven't seen a fucking UFO in 20 years, but right. I still have got fucking night sweats. I was, was going to say, maybe that you know of, right? Yeah, well, I, I do have this sycamore tree outside my house, and every other year, it, fucking middle of summer, it drops all its leaves. Weird. That's strange. <laughs> it looks like fall. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a mountain of fucking dead leaves in my yard, and then they all grow back. <laughs> well, hey, man, I think we're good, we're good there. We've exceeded our, kind of our limit there, but yeah, hang on a minute. I want to talk to you. Not in a minute. This concludes my interview with Dylan Mears. Thank you. Have a, have a good evening. Have a serene sleep.